live show called Business Power Hour. I loved the panel presentations we did at the Authentic Seller Summit so much, and I got a ton of feedback that you guys loved them and you loved hearing us just talk about business and chat, and there were so many good takeaways, and it was really fun being live all together. And so I decided to make it into a weekly show. So every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can join me inside my Facebook group for a special panel presentation. Today, we are going to play the audio for you from the Power Hour we did last Thursday. If you like this format, come live to the live show. I'll be live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group with a new panel of experts talking about a new topic every week. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. We're live. We're live. I'm so excited. Welcome back to Business Power Hour with Faith Raya. I'm your host, Faith Raya. We do this every 2 p.m. Eastern at my group, every in my Facebook group every Thursday. We put together an awesome panel of people and talk about all things business. And we have various serious business lady conversations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We like to keep it 50-50. It's like half business serious tips and half like being silly because it's me i mean come on we can't be serious all the time so you guys let us know in the chat if you're watching can you see us can you hear us and i'm just gonna check if everything's working while our guests go ahead and introduce themselves so i'll let you guys go around tell them who you are what you do give us like i know it's like hard but give us like the short version of your somebody has a lot of background noise i might maybe mute there we go okay there we go <laughs> thank you I was like, my ADHD brain is like, oh my God. <laughs> um, I'll go around. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. So just tell everybody who you are, what you do, and like the short version of your business journey, kind of like, I don't know, all, like, I don't know, the most, the most Cliff Notes version of like how you got to where you are now. <laughs> like one sentence or less. Okay, I'll let you guys take it away. And I'm just going to check and make sure that we're live and the sound is working. Everything's working while well, you guys do that. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you guys want me to start? Okay. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> okay, cool. So hi, everyone. I do actually recognize some of the bloggers and coaches in the group. So it's really nice to be here. And thank you, Faith, for the opportunity. My name is Amira. Um, Amira Irfan, I'm the business lawyer, blogger, and coach behind asoftcrew.com. Some of you have already interacted with me before in some shape or form, but I'm sorry. There's still background noise on one of your guys' mics. So we might like mute. Is it me? I might. There we go. Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's not doing it now. So I don't know. We're having like, we might, maybe we'll like mute people when they're not talking or we'll see if it, maybe it's fixed now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get through <laughs> okay. this. We're going to get through this. <laughs> yeah. So um, unfortunately, um, I became a lawyer or fortunately I became a lawyer. Is there still, I still hear something. Right. I'm gonna mute. Let's try muting. We'll just do like a, yeah. I think it's you, okay. yours, Destiny. It's like picking up some kind of background noise. Okay, okay. let's restart. Amira, tell us <laughs> who you are, what you do, sure. the short cliff note version, 
Okay, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Amira Irfan. I'm the business lawyer, blogger, and coach behind asoftgroup.com, where I help entrepreneurs, um, all kinds of from all the different kinds of businesses, legally protect their businesses as well as how to start their businesses. So my business is twofold. Um, you know, after working as a lawyer for over a decade, I created my own online business, scaled it to six and seven figures. So we also have a lot of tips and strategies that we share to help you grow grow and scale your business. But the most important aspect of my business is as a business lawyer, helping you protect your business and your assets legally. So I do that by either um, having my legal templates that you can grab or simply working with me one-on-one. -on -one. And I do recognize some uh, faces here that have actually interacted with me before. And I became a lawyer because I watched my own dad's business get sued for $90,000. So it was a huge, huge disaster that we faced as a family. So I'm really passionate about helping other entrepreneurs uh, like my dad avoid making legal mistakes that can really uh, destroy the entire business. And of course, your family as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I've like, I want to ask you like a thousand questions. Okay, Destiny, you want to go next? Yeah. So how does that sound? Is all the background noise gone? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> no, but thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here and have this discussion with all of you amazing women here today. Um, I actually have three brands that I manage. My personal brand, which is destinycop.com, is where I help business owners craft growth strategies specifically with digital products in evergreen sales funnels. Ooh. And in that brand, we do almost monthly like learning virtual summits. Sometimes we do like bundles and stuff, but we, we put a lot of emphasis on growing and learning because I think, I just think that's important. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm a continual learner. So we place a lot of focus on that. I also have hello content which is my e-commerce store, my Shopify store, where we have tons of like ready-made content that online business owners can use in their business. And then I have Hobby School, which is kind of my passion project. Yeah. <laughs> and we do something kind of similar there too. We host like monthly online learning virtual summits. Like we have the Art of Handmade Summit coming up in October. We're super excited about that. We have a ton of speakers coming in and they're going to teach us all things about making stuff, you know, crafting and that sort of thing. So that's generally just what I do. But I think my main passion and really what I love doing is helping all those business owners out there just grow their business. And like I said, I'm so passionate about digital products because that's changed my life. It got me out of those services and really allowed me to have a business that I love doing every day. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like you and I are cut from the same cloth. I'm like, I want to do all of the things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this other business I have, and also my other business I have. <laughs> but love it. And then last but not least, Miss Tavana Denise. Yeah, well, if you are finding me on Facebook, you might see Tavana Boggs, but I'm known on the internet streets as Tavana Denise, and I am a master certified life and business coach. I started as a physical therapist out of healthcare and had a contracting company, and so I built that business to six figures and beyond by doing a lot of networking and building relationships, and so what I do now for coaches is 
I run a program called the Influence Visibility Accelerator. And I help those coaches who just love helping people more than they love creating content and being on social media get themselves out there without having to do all of the things. So I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited to have so many successful people on this panel. I'm like, I could pick your guys' brains all day long, but I'll let everybody listening know. I always say the people that are here live are like VIP because you guys can sneak your little questions in the chat <laughs> and I will ask your guys' questions too. So if you guys have questions for these wonderful, very successful, very talented group of women, put them in the chat for us. Otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna pick their brains. I got many, many questions to ask you guys. So our topic was six-figure business planning. I would love for you guys to talk about, especially people that are like, we have a lot of, we have all levels in my, my kind of world here on the internet. However, we did just have a big influx of people that are like new, new, the new, new people right? That are just starting and they're like, six figures seems like kind of a far way away. You guys let me know in the chat. Anybody thinking that you're like six figures, like I'd be happy to make like 50. I can't even make 50 bucks out here. Okay. <laughs> so what do you advise for our newbie people when we're talking about business planning? What do you think the most important, give us like your one hot tip for newbie people. I would love to hear what you guys think. Well, I, I can jump on in if you don't. If yeah, you don't. go for it. So I, I think I'm very, um, this is very near and dear to my heart because I started hobby school only a year ago. So I really did start it from scratch, like from nothing. We had no email list, no website. We had absolutely nothing. And I didn't have any contacts in that industry. Like I didn't know any crafters out there. I'd never been in that niche. I've only been in like the business niche. So this was completely new to me. And so I'll kind of tell you, Faith, what I did. With yeah, tell us. Give us the playbook. <laughs> Give us the playbook. <laughs> yeah, because I think this is important for everybody listening. What I did is I collaborated with other business owners and used their audience to grow my email list and grow, just grow my email list, grow my revenue. We had, we made $20,000 in July last month in that particular brand. I, we have almost 11,000 people on our email list. And all of that was done through collaboration with other online business owners. So yeah, I was I, my one hot tip is you're just starting out, mm -hmm. go participate in virtual summits, go participate in bundles, do, you know, go, go get your friend, you know, and say, let's do a freebie swap. That's how I would start. Yeah, I love that strategy. We're doing a lot of that in my business right now as well. And if you guys are listening inside my mastermind, we are hosting summits and bundles that are going to be members only. And so we have the holiday abundance bundle that's coming up. We have a home and family bundle that's coming up. And when you guys join, you get invited to do things like that. And the idea is like, kind of like what you're saying. It's like, I'm going to give you email subscribers when you're in my mastermind now. So we're always looking for ways to kind of improve and help people grow their business. And that was one of the things that we've been testing for our members and it's been working really well. But that did just like, I, when you were talking, my brain was like, oh yeah. Cause you were like, oh, I've, I didn't have a network in that area. I had to build a network. And I think one of the things new people really underestimate is the value of having a network of having people know who you are and know what you do and like getting referrals. I always think that's a really good place 
to start when you're starting out too. Everybody kind of wants to go to like social media and the ads and like all that stuff is great and like all of it works, but there's something about really getting out there and like meeting people in your industry and getting known by other people that I think really can put some gasoline on the fire for sure. So I'm with you. That's a strategy we've been using a lot. Um, what about you guys, Amira and Tavana? So for me, um, what happened was I started my online business while working full time as a lawyer. So time was very, very limited. And I would work like 14 hour days in my day job. And then I would have my business as my side hustle. This is like the beginning days. So it was very hard for me to like really figure out like how to like scale it. And I at the time thought that I'd be so happy if I could just make like thousand dollars in six months. So the people who are just starting, I feel you because I went through that whole mental challenge and also facing all the self-doubt and all of these things that we do. But one thing I want you to take away from today is that the fastest way for you to make money, especially in the online space, is to create your own product. It doesn't have to be a fancy course or a big course that's going to suck up a lot of time. It could be something so simple as a PDF guide. It can be a template. It could be a printable. It could be just anything, right? And if you are inclined to create a course, fine, go for it, but first validate it. So what I did is, um, the key is that when you, uh, what I did is like I sat down, I thought about like, what are my strengths? You want to focus on your strengths. So my strengths were like, I'm a lawyer. I can help people legally, right? And also I was a teacher before I was a lawyer. So of course I can simplify things. I am known to take complicated stuff and make it like simple, easy to understand. So when you put all of your skills together and you come up with what problem that you want to solve with your product, that's the key. So I had a lot of people that I was working one-on-one -on -one with and I was helping them legally protect their business with their drafting contracts for them, legal documents for them, auditing their business legally, things like that. So I thought to myself, how can I stop trading time for money and go ahead and, you know, create a product? So what I did is I created legal templates that actually served a need, meaning, you know, templates for your website, templates for your, um, you know, working with others, like privacy policies, terms and conditions for your products, uh, working with others like freelance contracts. So once we created all these templates in my very first month, I surprised myself that I made more than $1,000 in my very first month of business. So that's why I say that the fastest way to scale is through your own products and your own services. Products even better than services because then you're not trading time for money. So that would be my number one tip. But I will second what Destiny said, what Faith said about networking and collaborating because that was a huge part of my business as well. Like I did collaborate with at the time it was blogging so I did and I mean I'm still a blogger but at the time I collaborated with you know people that were already very very successful bloggers and people that had my audience so that it was a mutually beneficial uh, partnership because you want to give something in return for them to even take you seriously so whether that's like an affiliate income or something else so that you want to think outside of the box because when you come in the business world believe me it's the highest form of self-improvement you will discover things about yourself and you'll like really get out of your comfort zone to really make miracles happen does that make sense I love that. I love the highest form of self-improvement. Yeah, I totally, I'm always like, I love coaching entrepreneurs and coaching business. And it's like, I know a lot about business strategy and I'm a marketing nerd and I love that <laughs> stuff. 
stuff, but my favorite stuff is definitely the mindset stuff and the personal growth stuff. Um, and I love what you said too about making a product, like just go ahead and get something to sell. And something I'm always telling the mastermind is like, you have to get practice doing sales. Like you need yes. practice doing marketing and doing sales. And like, to be honest with you guys, most entrepreneurs I know, they don't make like one product and then take that to like a bajillion dollars. Usually they end up coming up with a bunch of different ideas and testing a yes. bunch of different things. And eventually you find the product. And so something I'll see beginner people do is they'll try to figure out like, what's going to be the best, most ultimate product and like the thing. And there's so much pressure on that first product. And I would just offer to you guys, like put out your first product and it's probably not going to be that good. It's your first yeah. one. It doesn't need to be good. Like just get something out so that, and the thought I give people is like, I'm just going to practice selling. I just need to get practice marketing. I need more practice doing sales. Right. And don't get, let your brain go to a place that's like, nobody wants to buy this. Nobody's going to blah, blah, blah. Most of the time, it's not that most of the time it's that you don't have enough practice selling it. You don't have enough practice marketing it. You don't have enough clarity in your messaging yet. And those always are problems with solutions. When we go to like, nobody's going to buy from me and I suck. It's like, there's no solutions in there. Right. So I really try to keep people in this thought process of like, I need more practice doing sales. Like there, the, something is off in the marketing. Like we're missing something in the messaging, like keep your brain going to a place that's going to have useful solutions to you. And I think what you were saying about like, just getting your product, getting that, that getting that first product out so you can go practice doing that will move you guys closer so so much faster and that would be like my advice as well and then so what about I wanna, I wanna yeah what about you, something to that yeah um, I think sometimes I love what you all have said in terms of but I like I'm a strategist at nature that's my jam yeah and I me. think there's a difference between strategy and then we need to assess what what's happening and what's working and what's not working and so I like to keep it simple for people in terms of there are so many things that we're expected to do and be and learn and have and all of that. So how do you sometimes compartmentalize it a little bit so that you know what to look at? Because some people will tell you, okay, well, you need to have all these things, which things for me, based on where I am, my personality, my preferences and my strengths. So what I ended up doing was breaking it down to a business matrix in my brain. And like, there are four things that need to be working at all times in a business for you to be making money. And one of them is you have to have an offer that people want to buy. The other thing is that you have to have a way to spread the word about it, aka marketing. The other thing is that you have to be able to sell it however you decide to sell it, whether it's sales page, whether that's sales people, whether that's one-on-one -on -one conversations, whether that's in the DMs. There, and then you also need to be able to, to deliver it. And so when you are thinking about your business, and to your point, um, what parts aren't working? Mm -hmm. Of those four things, where is the breakdown? So a lot of times with the newer coaches, if you can get yourself past the, I'm afraid to charge for it. I don't want to tell people about it. It's not perfected yet. I don't know. Like I'm a new baby coach or whatever your thing is. Once you get past that. And a lot of us just through hype and excitement, sell the first thing. We don't even freaking know how we sold it. We're like, yeah, we got a client now. And then stuff gets real and the client may or may not get the results or they may have something to say or it's not going how you expected it to go. And that's where I feel like that's why I say delivery is a key part of that, especially when you're brand new, 
if you're doing it one-on-one, if you're doing it group, whatever. Delivery is key because if you don't look at, say you do a launch because you decided to create a, a passive product, an online product, and it doesn't sell, or somebody says it didn't work, or somebody, heaven forbid, decides to say something in front of the rest of the group, then how do you feel? Do you shut down? Do you not want to put it back out there? And then what I find is people start doing a bunch of things like, oh, I need to change the strategy. Oh, I need to go to webinars, but I was doing challenges. Oh, I need to do this, but I was doing that. So anyways. The shiny uh, object syndrome is real out here. It is real. (laughs) It really is. And I'm like, if we just keep looking at the four things in each at each point, it'll be easier to figure out exactly what part broke down in the process. Yeah, I love that. Those are all really, really good tips. And just keeping it clean in your head, too. And when you're starting, like you should be doing very little. The other thing I'll see in like to speak to kind of what you were speaking about a little bit. The other thing I'll see with new people is they'll see someone like me or someone that's been online for a long time that's having success. And then they try to do what they're doing. And I'm like, I have a team of people back here, y'all. Like, I'm not doing this by myself. Like, I am almost been on marketing full time now for a decade. I have a whole like slew of contractors we pay to help us do things. And so you want to like make sure that you're modeling your business after someone who is in the same season of business as you. Like people will go and they'll try to like, I don't know, like run a live event like what we do in our business. And I'm like, yeah, but like I have thousands of people on my email list and like a team that's going to help me and a launch strategy and all these assets to sell the product. And it's like, I think most people just need to start very, very simple. And I love that framework you shared where it's like, just keep things very simple, right? Where it's like, do I have something I can sell? Like, do I have a plan for selling it? Like, do I have people to sell to? And like, just stay very simple and not be doing a thousand things and doing like all of the things you see all of the successful people doing, like staying very, very focused and getting very, very good. Like you're saying at delivering your product at being very, very, I think there's a lot to be said for being very, very good at what you do. There's a lot of talk right now about like, everything's very hard for like online business owners. And it's very difficult to make money online. And I'm like, There's lots of space at the top for people that are good at what they do, that get results, that have great reputation, where there's not as much space for anymore is like just sending out some emails and everybody just buys whatever PDF you just threw together. Like those days, I think, are kind of going and I think the market's shifting. And I think what Tavana is saying about like making sure your delivery is like on point is what keeps you at the top of that that part. Right. Where when competition is getting more and more competitive and people are being more and more discerning about where they're spending their dollars, you're up here with your great reputation and your great offer. And lots of people are raving about it and talking about it. And that's really where you want to position yourself. I think there's lots of room up there. And can I just say this one other thing, too, because we're talking about the referrals and being at the top of your game and also allow yourself to be at the beginning of the game. Yes, be a beginner. If. (laughs) The way I like to look at it, and even now, uh, I've done well over a half a million in sales and things over the last three years. There are still things that I try in my business as I scale up. And as you move from one-on-one to group or you try different marketing strategies, you're just not going to be good at it because you're in the beginning. And so when you're delivering, even if it's the one-on-one coaching, it's like, did you give the best that you had in the moment? 
Yeah, that's a really, that, really good point. Just keep going and sell to the next person because I think sometimes then we re- re- become recluse and we retreat like, oh my God, it didn't work. What I think. Be like, the best. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like, no, you gave what you had. You did the best that you had. You gave the best that you had. And I think that comes from my pe- my physical therapy healthcare background is mm-hmm. we are required to go back every year and get a certain number of hours of continuing education. We are not expected to have all the tools in the tool chest that we will ever need to solve every problem for every patient we'll ever have. And I don't think that that's any different for the coaching industry or the online industry. And we do ourselves a disservice to believe so. And there's so much always to learn, right? There's always like more tools, more certifications, more stuff to learn. And I'm like such a nerd. I'm like, love all that stuff. But I think there's a lot to be said for like starting where you are, just focusing, focusing on helping the people that you are very well position to help at a high level right and maybe that's like if you're just at the beginning it might be people that are just a little bit behind you but you're going to focus at serving them to the very best of your ability and really putting your brain to work as far as like what else could I give them how can I support them where are they getting stuck what am I missing how else could I say this like I spent a lot of time thinking about those questions in our program and I think I just think we see people in there get better and better results all the time. And I think that's why it takes like that continually, like trying to do the best I can where I am now and like really assessing what are the, where are they getting stuck? Where are they needing more help? How can I fill these gaps for them? Um, Yeah. I love all of that. What do you guys think for people that I have a product and I'm selling it? But sometimes I'm having like a good time. Even like last quarter, I had a good, I had a good launch. I had a good launch and I made, I don't know, rent (laughs) and I was feeling really good. But then the last two months, all of a sudden it's like those sales, like the sales are going up and down, or maybe they're making a couple sales every now and then. How do I take something like that and get to like six figures? Right. Because I think when you're in that, I'm sure you guys have been through this too, probably maybe when in your own business, but when you're in that gap of like, I can make some sales, but like, I don't see how this is going to be like replacing my job. Like, how do, how do you advise people to get over that bridge to start building a business that's actually consistent and they can rely on? Okay. So for me, um, honestly, our customers are our biggest advocates. So I think that when you're creating, like you just mentioned faith, like you have a product that's doing really well, you don't just stop there. The post-purchase journey of your, and again, kind of like Tavana was talking about the deliverable, right? Like when you deliver, the post-purchase journey of your customer is equally important because you need to identify what's your customer lifetime value. So they just, because they purchased one thing from you, at the back end, what else is it that you can offer that customer? So you may not sell that same product, but you may sell a service, a related product, or maybe an extension of that product. So you have to be a little more creative and look at your business from that perspective that the customer journey doesn't just stop with that one purchase from you. So I have customers that been with me for years now, right? But they at first just only got on uh, to my email list with one purchase, which was like a 197 product, like a legal bundle, like a starter legal bundle, which everybody needs when they launch their business. But over the course of the last few years, you know, that customer value has increased to like $1,000 or more because there's been new products, there's been different needs that I'm fulfilling. So, and also they're working with me one-on-one. So if there's a service that I'm doing for them, like a contract review, contract drafting, now all of a 
sudden the value goes up, but now I'm not having to seek new customers. So you, you see where I'm going? Like you're, you're really just, the key here is the essential model. You have to make sure that whatever your business is, you don't just stop with that. Once you have a number of customers, I don't care what the number is, 500, thousands, whatever, you need to think big and think like, how else can I, what else can I do to solve their problems? Like think big, maybe you can offer a bundle of your products. Maybe you can offer a service. Maybe you can offer something else that they struggle with that you're an expert in. So, and another key thing after they purchase from you, you want them to be your biggest fans and your advocates. So you need to reward them. And one of the ways we reward our customers and why we have a consistent five-star customer service uh, reviews, thousands and thousands of them is because I make sure that after you know, the journey doesn't just stop with one purchase. We're rewarding them with free gifts, free value, because people are going to remember you if you're going to give them something valuable for free without expecting anything in return. And also we give them a way to earn their investment back through an affiliate program. So I have my own affiliate program where customers earn a generous 40% commission by simply recommending my legal templates to other entrepreneurs or other business owners. And by that one little strategy, First of all, I don't have to spend so much on Facebook ads or marketing because now my customers are my marketers. And second, they're also getting this opportunity. So let's say they spend $1,000 or $200, whatever the amount is, they're getting the opportunity to get 40% back just by recommending my templates or anything else. So I feel like if you just focus on all of these things, which we, as a beginner, to be very honest, I did not, and I did not know about this stuff. So it took me about like, you know, a few months or so to fully get into the business and understand that how can I, how can I scale? And this is like some of the ways that uh, definitely worked for me. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I love like that thought process too, because if you guys are always just a lot of people will go into this trap of like, I need more people, I need more people, I need more, yeah. people, I need more people. And it's like, but if you don't have a business that's optimized, right, and we're only selling them one thing and then they're buying and maybe gosh if you guys ever i just bought a digital product from someone just a random i'm an impulse shopper online y'all don't tell anybody but i was like impulse shopped bought a course the other day and this person like ghosted me i never got any like follow-up emails or anything i got like my login information like a week ago and that was it and i was thinking like damn what a missed opportunity because i forgot i even bought that the other night when i was like laying in bed scrolling on my phone right and i was like damn like i wish i could i would never but i wish i could like email that person and be like here's like a series because we have like all the templates in the mastermind here's like a series you could send people and they buy <laughs> exactly like get them results from the product you do have and then once they have results they're gonna want to buy from you again yeah. if, especially if you come back around and you're like hey like maybe now you're at this level i actually have a solution for this problem you probably have too if they've had a good experience with you they're gonna be like yeah like i want to do that and i love the idea too about them going out and promoting then when you have that stuff in place, it makes a lot of sense, right? Of like, oh, if I go out and get a bunch more people, I have my first program, I have follow-up emails for them. So I'm not ghosting them after they buy, they're getting results, right? We have another little thing we can put them in or membership or another level or whatever they're going to buy after. And then we've got a whole program to make them affiliates. It's like those people are worth more money to your business. So it starts to make sense to do things like pay for leads or pay to be in events or pay for advertising because it's like, oh, these people, like we really have a good system of how to maximize like the people that are coming in and make sure they're getting results. And then that grows our business. So I love all of that. I like the, 
I like the idea of my favorite word is simplicity and just keeping things simple. So if we were asking the question of how to get to six figures and you have some months up and some months, not so much, I like to do math and figure out like for the product that I'm selling, the program, the service, whatever, for what I'm selling, how many units do I need to move every month? You guys should all month? know that number. Everybody listen to what this woman is saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should know how many sales do I need to make this month to hit my goal? Like how many, sales? how many people don't know that? How, right. How many do I need to make? Because otherwise we just get on the treadmill of business and we just start running and we're exhausted. And we're like, but I'm so tired, but I'm doing so much, but I'm not getting results. And then we give up too soon. So you just need to know how much needs to happen each month or each quarter because there is fluctuations. Business is not a job. You will not get paid every two weeks unless you have a membership or mastermind like Faith, but like for real. So you just need to know what your numbers are. And then go back to the four things that I talked about, because yeah. where is the breakdown? Are you not like if you already tightened up the product, the offer, is it the marketing? Are you not telling enough people about it? However you choose to do that, whether that's affiliates, social media, like however you do that. And if you are doing that, are, is it not selling? However you're selling, because sometimes people are telling them that the product is great. They're telling people, but then something breaks down in the sales. So is that what happens? Or are we getting to the end of the line and something's breaking down in delivery, which usually means you pull back on the marketing. So the, it, it just to keep it simple, once you figured out what the offer is and you're out there actively doing stuff, if you know what the number is and you're not hitting it, where is the breakdown? Yeah, I love that idea about troubleshooting. I just coached someone on this. It was a while ago, but I coach people on this all the time. But this one really stands out in my brain. And she came on a call and she said, Faith, like my launch was a disaster. And she's like really upset, right? Like crying. Like we've been there, right? She's like, I did like, I've been working so hard. And I don't know like how much longer I can do this. And I'm, I'm talking to her. And then we finally like get more to like the strategy part, right? And I was like, well, how many people went on your sales page? She's like, well, let me look. And she's like, well, I only made, she's like, I only made two sales. And then she pulls up her sales page data. She had six people go on the page. And so she was like saying like, no one's ever going to want this product. Like though I need to like make something else. Like I should just give this up. And I'm like, the, the problem was not enough people on the sales page. <laughs> like, and you guys, it's important like that you look at numbers too, when you're troubleshooting, because our brain will fill in stories. Like our brains love to make up stories about all the problems and all the reasons. It's like, you need to go look at the data. And then it's like, if we had 20,000 people on the sales page and nobody bought, that tells us like the problem isn't getting enough people on the sales page. The problem is either something in the positioning of the marketing, right, of the product or something like that. But just make sure you guys are looking at those numbers so you can troubleshoot that stuff in a way that's like based on actual data. Because our brain will make up all kinds of stories, right? Our brain will be like, everybody hates me. I'm never going to be able to do it. And it's like, you know, oh, well, we just need to get more people on your sales page. Like, and then that's a problem we can go fix, right? When I was telling her like, okay, for your next launch, how could you get 100 people on the sales page? What would we have to have in place where like we're able to drive hundreds and hundreds of people to this page? And then that's a very specific problem to give your brain to go solve versus like, I suck and this is not working and this is horrible. <laughs> it's like not a lot of solutions in there. So I love what you're saying, Devon. I was so useful. And then what about you, Destiny? What yeah, I was going to say two people buying out of six people looking. That's pretty good. That's right? I was like, this is looking good to me. I was like, I think that's a pretty, like, that's pretty good. I was like, let's get some more data. Right. But I was like, we're off to a good start here. I was like, I feel like this is a good launch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and that's exactly what I was going to say. So when you first start talking about, it, I'm like, I would go back and look at the numbers. And a lot of times it yeah. is a lead gen issue, right? We don't have enough people that's coming into our world, maybe going to a registration page, you know, signing up for the event. And then from there, driving them to our sales page. So that's def- absolutely, that's There's only so many problems, right? Like what's right. another thing? It's like either not enough people come into the page, like either they're not buying, they don't want what we're selling, we're not marketing it to them in the way that they need. Like there's only so many places it can be broken. So I think that is a good way of thinking about it, right? And getting that data. Yeah, that's the number one place that I would start. The other thing I was kind of thinking of, if somebody is out there and they're like, I only have, you know, this one product to sell or this one service. And, and, and I've been there, right? In hobby school, we don't have a lot of products. I haven't been around along. We, we sell our VIP passes, but that's about it. I don't have other things to sell. So what I did as a new business owner in that particular brand, I went out and found affiliate products that I could promote. So if you're like, I cannot, you know, create another thing, why not try affiliate products? Why not try affiliate marketing that you know your audience would love? And that would be another way to kind of get through some of those dips in revenue that you might see, um, and you're going to see them. We all we all do. Um, so that would be another thing I would suggest there. Yeah, and make a good plan too. Like I do a lot of revenue planning. Like my business is a launch-based business. Just like what I like doing with my personality is doing these big live events and like teaching live. And like anytime we do a big live event and a big launch, that month is going to be higher. So I know like that next month is dropping down. We're looking at that when we plan. We do quarterly planning, but I also look about six months out. Like I'm looking at those numbers because I want to know if if the revenue, how far is it going down after that launch? And then like, do we need to pad that up with another offer? Can we just hang out? Do I need to launch the mastermind again? Do I need to offer something else? And what we did when we were building my business, now we have enough people in there where we launch and it does go up, but doesn't go down as far as it used to. But when I was first building it, that wasn't the case, right? It was like, we went way up and then it went way down. And I would just plan out the quarter where it was like, okay, let me launch someone else's product. Like the the first month of the quarter, I would launch the mastermind. The second month of the quarter, I would do an affiliate launch. And then the third month of the quarter, I launched my small group coaching program that I had. And we just did those three launches all year, man. (laughs) It's like rolling through. But it was good because I felt like I had a plan. Whereas before, when I was kind of on this like roller coaster and I wasn't looking ahead, we would do the launch and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm like a genius. I've made all this money. I've cracked I've <laughs> the code. I've done it. And then the number would go down and I would be like, oh my God, like I can't do this. Like this is never going to happen for me. Right. And it was like this emotional up and down. And it was like, no, girl, like you just need a plan. Like you can see it coming. Like you've just got to have a plan of like being able to fix it. So if you're starting, if you're starting to see yourself like making some money, but not consistently, a lot of times too, I'll see those people, they don't have a launch plan for the quarter. They're just like throwing random stuff out. And it's like, do you have a plan to hit your income goal, right? It's like one thing for us all to run around the internet and be like, I'm going to make a six-figure business or I'm going to have a multiple six-figure or seven-figure, whatever we're doing. But it's it's another thing to like actually execute it, right? And I think for a lot of us, the planning, for me, the planning has been huge. I'd love to hear how you guys plan your businesses. Like, do you do quarterly planning like that? Do you go month by month? Do you do week by week? You do the year? Like what is your guys' process for planning like your revenue like that? 
I mean, I, I can start if you if you want. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I will let you know that I almost have my 2024 plan completely done. And generally what I start with, obviously, we look at the revenue, you know, what we want to make in each in each product and each brand. Um, but I also plan out my marketing campaigns. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the that's our biggest driver. And not only do I do what we're going to be doing internally, whether it's like a virtual summit and then a launch or bundle that has, you know, a launch tied to it. I also look at what we're going to be promoting from affiliates because we do have some pretty big affiliate launches in there that we work on for like three months. I mean, they're, they're huge. Um, so they take a lot of time. So I, we plan out everything and just to make sure that we don't have overlaps, we're not promoting too much. Um, that's really what we start with. So the revenue and then the marketing campaign, and then we drive everything from there. I love that. I think it's good for people to hear. And I don't want you guys to use that against yourself if you're new, right? But I think it's good for people to hear like how much effort goes into the marketing on all this stuff behind the scenes. Because for us too, like, you know, we're always looking at like, how many emails are we going to send? And what parts are we missing? And I saw the same thing basically over and over because we're basically scaling just the mastermind now. It's pretty much the only offer I have these days. And so we're always looking at is there something missing in the mass in the marketing? Is there a gap? Could I be more clear about the value of it this way? Are we doing a good job like promoting these features and just getting better and better over time? But I think people tend to massively underestimate like how much thought like goes into that and how much practice. I'm like, I've been selling this sucker for years now. It's not like I did one launch and just had a six figure business like that for me, that's not what happened, <laughs> like, at all, right? It was like, I was out here, like selling that sucker all the time until I really got good at the messaging and pitching it. What about you, Tabana? What's your planning kind of look like? I, I love that destiny is very planned. And I, <laughs> and I like that I shared how much I've done in revenue, because I don't plan like that. Yeah, I like to sit down in the in December for the next year and see what it's going to be. It probably should be around October, but it just is what it is and mm -hmm. planned out everything. And I like the I like the quote by Mike Tyson. It says everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> That's true, because I made plans and then life punched me in the face. Yeah. Like I'm here in my mom's house because I had to come and find out what was going on. I live in Mexico and my oh brother my called me. And so I had to come. Yeah. And so, oh, I'm about to get emotional again. Okay, it's okay. But all of the plans that I had or that I thought I was going to do, they, were, they don't happen. They're not happening. And so, yes, if you happen to have a team to help you and I have, I have an assistant, but also priorities shift. Right. So it's I think it's great to have a plan. I think you get to give yourself space and flexibility and we can project as much as possible. Y'all know I love math now. And we get to also be human and know that it's OK to shift priorities. So I make the plan and then I look at the beginning of the month and see what's going on for that week. And I always try to anchor what I do and what I put on the calendar to the goal. And if it's not pertinent to the goal, then I got to ask the question, why is it there? And then sometimes the things that I'm getting ready to write onto the calendar do, the question I like to ask myself is, does, does it need to be done to achieve the goal? Do I have to be the person to do it? 
how can I make this more simple? Y'all know my word or fun. So I actually want to do it. And then the reason why I say put it on my calendar, because I don't like, this is me personally. I don't like a big list, a never ending to-do list. I want to put it on the calendar because I'm gauging how much time that I have to do it. And then I get to tell myself when I sit down to do work that day, if I only get this one thing done, then I feel okay with myself. Yeah, I like that. It's so hard to prioritize. I was telling someone the other day, I was like, I think in business, a lot of people think I want to make more money. I just need to do more shit. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to do more shit. And I'm like, it's actually the opposite. Like the hardest thing about business is like staying very focused on the things that matter and not getting distracted by the million other things that maybe aren't going to give you much leverage. Do you do your business planning? Like when you do your calendar, you do like every week you like make your calendar or is it every day? Okay. No, I look at the month and then I look at every week. So I Sunday, see. I look you have like at your big goal for the month. And then each week we're like filling mm-hmm. in. The, filling in. Month. Right. But the, the monthly goals are based on what I sat down in December to look at. And then you're editing. Tell me one more time your questions you use for editing your calendar. So it's yeah. like, is it? What's is the it goal? Necessary? First of all, what are we doing? That's a good question. Right? What are we, what are we what's doing? What's the goal? <laughs> because I, I say that because not what's yeah. the project, what's the goal? Because people are doing a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with the goal. So what's the goal? Um, Does does this need to be done to achieve it? Do I have to be the one to do it for it to get done? Uh, How do I make this more simple? How do I make this more fun? I love that last one so much. How do I make it more simple and how do I make it more fun? That's such a, I think that's such a useful and interesting way of thinking about tasks and business because often we do like we're just like I just need to do more stuff I need to do more stuff I just need to do more stuff and it's like we get like we get very I think attached to like our kind of busy work and our to-do list and all that stuff but it's actually more difficult I think for our brain to like edit things down and be like am I doing this simply like is this necessary can I make it more fun I think that's such a useful way of planning. I really love that. And what about you, Amira? How do you plan in your business? Do you guys go like week by week, month by month, hour by hour? What are we doing over yeah. there in lawyer, oh. lawyer land? <laughs> so <laughs> I, think I, I think on this one, I can relate with uh, Tivana because life is very unpredictable. Although I would aspire to be like destiny and have a whole one year plan, but I'm lucky if I can have like a month to month. So I'm focusing on month to month because there was a time like um, I did the whole plan for the whole, almost for the whole year. And believe it or not, New Year started and I ended up, it was January and I ended up being in the emergency room, having an unexpected surgery, six hour surgery, totally turned my life upside down. And it just, then there was a whole recovery process for months and months. So all my plans went, went down the drain, right? So that's why I learned like, yes, planning is very important to achieve your goals, but you, there's only so much planning can do for you. So for so since that experience, I've created like a healthy life, uh, work-life balance. I used to be a workaholic. So now I focus on honestly just five big components uh, in my monthly plan. And I feel like, like what you were saying, Faith, there's so many other distractions with business. So to maintain that consistency, I've divided my business into these five things. Like one is publishing content. So when I say content, I mean blog posts, you know, ranking on Google, like getting traffic, because that's another way for us to get traffic. 
The second one is like, you know, planning for my social media posts. So I have someone that kind of handles all that part, but then there are videos that I have to be part of. So I have to plan ahead and kind of think about what videos are going to go when uh, during that month. And then there's the third component, which is very, very important. And we've kind of, you guys can see a theme here. We've touched on all of these different things, uh, which is collaborations with other, um, you know, entrepreneurs like you and other people. So I'm always part of, you know, podcast interviews, summits, um, uh, any kind of like lives and just there's so much of that going on as part of my business to increase visibility exposure and, and of course to serve people so that's also something that goes into my monthly planning and then um, the other thing is the fourth one is I'm always looking for new ways to solve my customers problems or my audience's problems so there's always a request for a new legal template or a new product or something else so I'm always kind of adding new products and services because again going back to what you said faith in the beginning that successful entrepreneurs they have a portfolio of products and stuff that they offer they don't just start with one product so so we're always looking for new ways and then the last thing that we always focus on is just also like thinking outside of the box which is me the visionary of the business so i look at like okay of course, all these metrics and all these numbers are important, but what else can I do to differentiate myself from the competition? Whether that's giving extraordinary customer service, whether that's like um, diversifying my income, you know, through sponsorships or other ways, like what else can I do that I haven't explored? I need to, I feel that I still haven't reached my highest potential. So for me, my challenge and my focus every month is that how can I expand and how can I make a bigger impact and help more people? Yeah, I love that. That's really, really useful. And I just want to normalize too before and then I'll have you guys will wrap up real quick. But I just want to normalize for everybody listening. You know, I think it's very normal for lots of different reasons, you know, for emotional reasons, for health reasons, for mental health, like, we're not like people are not robots, right. And so I think there's been a lot going around, especially in entrepreneur land, like the hustle stuff kind of comes in and out of fashion, but the and the productivity stuff, and I love all the productivity stuff, right. But there's a lot of toxic productivity that's kind of like, we should all be being as productive as possible all of the time. And it's like, we're human beings having human experiences. And I just for me, it's like, life has always just been in seasons, especially with I have clinical depression. So there's literally times of the year where like, my brain don't like brain as well. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, right. And it's like, I don't get as much done in December, January, February, usually as I do in the summer. And so I just want to normalize that for everybody that like, your productivity is supposed to fluctuate. Like, it's not like if you're not at 100%, optimized there's something wrong it's like no you're just in a human body having a human experience and our productivity goes up and down for lots of different reasons and that's true for every entrepreneur so I just want to normalize that experience for you guys and for anybody listening like there's going to be times where you're sad or we lose people or we get sick or whatever's going on like for you and whatever experiences you're having and sometimes you're going to be super inspired and productive and making all the things and launching and selling and just like doing it all and other times it's like you might need to like take a nap <laughs> and, like, yes. and it will come back like we'll have a productive season again right it's like it let it like come and go and like give yourself a little grace and so I love the planning stuff 
but I'm always like, I love, I'm like, I've never heard that before. The Mike Tyson quote about getting punched in the face. I was like, damn, like, that's like the truest thing I've ever heard. Right. And so I think it's like making a plan, but understanding when we make a plan, it's kind of like from our productivity fantasy life, right? Where it's like, everybody's healthy and we're like happy and life is like being very nice. And it's like, it's kind of like a, a fantasy life plan that we create. And sometimes we get to live that out. And sometimes we have to change the plan, right? To be more about what's actually going on and like what is now the situation. So I think there's always a lot of room for grace, for yourself, for your emotions in planning too. I would love for you guys to go around one more time before we go and just tell everybody who you are, where we should stalk you, where's like your favorite place to hang out if we want to stalk you on the internet. I'm an internet stalker. I'm always like on everybody's Instagram. I'm like in everybody's Facebook group. <laughs> and then tell us, you, you guys have free stuff too, right? So tell us the free stuff they can get. And we'll put the links for all that stuff in the show notes. And if you guys are looking, if you're listening to this somewhere and you're like, I don't know where the show notes are. If you go to faithmaria.com, my team's making all of these into blog posts with all the links now for you guys. So you can always search on our website and find it. If you're like, I don't know, in the Faith Maria archive somewhere, you found this on the internet <laughs> in like a year from now or something. So I'll let you go. You want to go first, Amira? Oh yeah, sure. So Hi, everyone again. So my name is Amira, and I am a business lawyer and blogger and entrepreneur behind Aesop Crew. So our mission is to help you legally protect your business while working with me one-on-one -on -one or by simply downloading my done-for-you legal templates. And the freebie that I would like for you guys to access is um, a free legal guide that I put together that walks you through three most common legal mistakes that I, see, that I see entrepreneurs making all the time. So if you have an online business, if you have a website, this really pertains to you. So I'm talking to all different kinds of business owners and entrepreneurs, and I personally know how devastating and costly legal mistakes can be, not because I'm a lawyer, but because I watched my own dad make a legal mistake, which could have been avoided with a legal document and contract in place. And that ended up costing him $90,000. He lost his entire business. So when legal lawsuits happen, um, legal mistakes are costly, but they also not just affect you personally, but also your family. And I'm a product of that. The only blessing that came out of that experience was that I found my true calling and ended up becoming a business lawyer. So my dad's experience just showed me that there's so many other business owners that suffer the same fate. So that's why, um, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade and I would love for you to get your hands on this free legal guide. And if you would like to connect with me, everything is on a self group. It's simple. Um, you'll remember. So it's on Instagram or YouTube or my own uh, Facebook group. Everything is a self group. And uh, I can't wait to connect with you guys. Love it. Yeah, definitely go stalk her all the places. What about you, Tavana? Where should we stalk you? <laughs> <laughs> You can stalk me on Facebook uh, at Tavana, Tavana Denise. And you can also stop my favorite place, though. Please come say hello. Be all up in my DMs on Instagram <laughs> at Tavana Denise. I love having conversations with people about business and life. And I'm an expat in Mexico most of the time. I was so going to say, I want to go to Mexico. I'm going to be up. I'm going to slide in there later. If you Please. Like, Tell me all the places to go. <laughs> I, 
I live in the vacation spot. That's why I love it. You need vacation recommendations. You need business help. You go follow the <laughs> You want to be an expat? Let's do it. Let's talk. Be up in the DM. I do. I want to be an expat. Tell me. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll connect afterwards. <laughs> so that's how you connect with me. And what I do is I'm an organic marketing strategist. I'm a master certified life and business coach with a specialty in organic marketing strategy, especially for those who really feel overwhelmed or just dislike social media and they didn't get into business to be an influencer. I teach them how to have influence through the Influence Visibility Accelerator. And so that's that's what we do. And I'm sure I have some kind of freebie. I've forgotten what it is. It might be the Power Squad Tracker. Well, since we were talking about collaboration, how to actually keep track of all of the connections Ooh, that you make one. so that you don't do like I did when I started business and I'm an extrovert and I can get all of the cards and I know all of the people, but I wasn't staying in touch with all the people. So that'll help you keep track of the connections that you make and really cultivate those relationships because it's one thing to make the connection. It's another thing to, to build a relationship. I love that. Awesome. I'll get the link from you and we'll put the link in the notes. And then last but not least, Dr. Destiny. Yeah. So my name is Dr. Destiny Kopp and I help business owners craft growth strategies with digital products and sales funnels. So, so very, very passionate about digital products. You can stalk me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm on both of those at, at Destiny Kopp and that's spelled with an I, not a Y. I definitely gets people messed up. And I do have a free gift for you. So if you're interested in adding a digital product to your portfolio, I have a digital product growth kit. And in there too, we have some training that where you can use AI to come up with your digital product ideas. So you're not just starting from a blank screen and it is phenomenal. So we go in to use how to use chat GPT in that kit for you. That's so awesome. And I actually have a free event coming up too, you guys. So I'm Faith Mariah. If you guys are new, I know some of you guys sent people over here and people find me all over the internet all the time. But I am a business marketing specialist and a mindset expert and a life coach, all the things. And I am hosting next week a Black Friday strategy session. So the mastermind is kind of an asking about like, what do you think is going to work for Black Friday this year? And like, what should we do? And I was like, I have thoughts. And then I decided not only am I going to do the workshop for them, it's actually going to be free if you come live. So even if you're not in the mastermind, you can come live. And I have an announcement of a mastermind bonus that we're launching this month that I'm very excited about. So we'll be doing that next Friday. I will send you guys links if you're on my email list, obviously. And we'll put the link to show up to get the free ticket to come to the Black Friday workshop in the show notes. You guys have to come. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Sometimes I make things and I'm like, damn, this is a really good idea. <laughs> Like, this is definitely one of those things. So you guys should definitely come check it out. Subscribe if you want more Power Hour. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And you can tune in live in the Facebook group and ask questions. We do a different panel live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Online Breakthroughs Facebook group. Oh, one more thing. And I'm sending emails. I've been really on it lately, y'all. I've been sending like 30 minute reminder emails because people really love power hour and they're like, I want to come live. I always forget to come live. And I was like, I'm going to send emails. So we've been sending 30 minute reminder emails. If you want them, go ahead and opt in. I'm not sending them to the whole list. So you got to get on like the special like power hour form. We'll put that in the show notes too. Okay. I think that's all of my things. Anybody else have anything? 
like anybody else forget anything go follow all of our experts here i really appreciate you guys coming so much and thank you for being so generous with your time i'm so honored to have you here on the show and in the community and i'm sure we'll be doing things together in the future and thank you guys for coming i hope you guys have a great rest of your day bye everybody